Because we don't want to sit here and talk about the NFC for like two hours, and no one wants to listen to us. Well, I mean, I want to sit here and talk about the NFC for two hours, because I'm the kind of weirdo who makes podcasts about football. Well, I make podcasts about football as well, but I get bored of myself, so... (laughs) Well, you're pretty boring. (laughs) If you've ever met Dave, you know he's a really boring guy. such a boring dude. (laughs) So so this is uh, the NFC Roundup, and this is our... We started with AFC North, so we'll start with the NFC North. And we'll try to give you better advice than when we told you that the Chargers are a good team last week. They're a good team. They are, I know. We're we're just... just, Oh, they're definitely going to win this week. It's fine. Oh, Chargers are good. Yeah, Chargers are still good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) Pucker up. Yeah. San Diego. Well, at least... You know what? I will say just quickly about the Chargers. uh, Get on the Ladarius Green train, man. He... That is... That's where I want to be right now with that team. I was so close to getting on that train and then my trade got rejected but you know whatever um yeah because uh gates he keeps getting going down he's, he's he old man he's like a he, ton of bricks he's like right now he's like whatever. a ton of bricks falling down yeah. so so be very wary around him um leading the nfc north is my favorite team if i wasn't a fantasy football guy the green bay packers um, six and zero. Yeah, Aaron and- Rodgers making do with an offense that has been struggling in yeah. all sorts of departments: yeah. injuries, fatness, uh, laziness. Oh, Eddie Lacy's not fat. I'm so tired of hearing. <laughs> what? This. How did you know I was talking about him? I could have been talking about anybody on yeah. that team. Fat old Aaron Rodgers, so yeah. in the pocket. Yeah, maybe I was talking about the offensive coordinator. I don't know who he is, but maybe he's a fat guy. Uh, did they sign Donovan McNabb and I didn't hear about it? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Lacey. I'm talking about Lacey. He says he feels better this week. Um, Starks is hurt now. Yeah. Starks this is never going to take that job. This is No, this is a guy. Did you see the... Okay, I was watching the re- re- replays. Uh, there was like a roundup of the best runs of the week where Starks ran that super long touchdown and if you watch it he's like he he's he's he doesn't have his feet under him the whole time he's lucky he bounced off that guy and rolled the right way and his yeah to the time it took him to get from stumbling off of the man's back to, to planting full his foot again. speed yeah. no up to full speed yeah. he was like almost halfway to the touchdown already like you know what? Lacey is twice the size, and his acceleration is yeah. ten times. Yeah, when Lacey know? plants his foot, it's explosive. Exactly. Uh, Stars is a great backup, and that's why. He has awareness. Yeah. When, when, it, when the shit hits the fan, he can, like, you know, he has the awareness and the feet to at least keep up on the ball, and he has the size yeah. to be able to... Um, no, he's pretty talented. I mean, he would start on a couple teams. You know, in the, yeah. in the NFL, right? Yeah, now. yeah, uh, yeah. He would. You know, like well, he would be part. He would be a great part of a of the committee in New York or the committee in Dallas. Or, you know or I mean? he he'd probably lead in Cleveland or something like that. Or but, or Kansas City right yeah. now, really. Yeah. So 
Um, the thing about Lacey is that we, we went through this last year with yeah. him. He, he went off to a slow start. The oh. first three games were, were, were really hard matchups. It ended up being the hardest rushing mat- defenses of the, of the league uh, that year. And everyone was saying, oh, my God, it's a committee now. James Starks is going to take half the snaps. This is the end of the world. Yeah. Week four, Eddie Lacey just trunked the league. It yeah. was not even funny. And from there, he was right back to being the guy that you don't doubt. The Packers are a good team. Aaron Rodgers is the most valuable quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. If he says that he thinks Eddie Lacy's the guy, which he has been consistently saying for the last three years now, yeah. and the coaches have shown that they trust Eddie Lacy to the point where they've demoted James Starks to, to being the backup, he's he's the guy. He's the guy. Stop worrying about it. He's young. He just came off of offensive rookie of the year, right? Like he, you know, this is not a situation to be worried about. So if yeah. you've got Lacy, you know, he's a flex this week against Denver. Just yeah, you want to so see, you, and you also, yeah, they've got. A- brutal run defense but the, yeah. you also want to see that snap count and see what Lacey does with it yeah. like there's you, there's all you should always test the waters on this sure, week, but week but week 10 is is week four from last year oh yeah week 10 yeah. is going to be where Lacey just explodes all over the league I'm sure of it uh so yeah don't lose hope and uh those of you holding on to James Starks and hoping for a miracle good luck yeah <laughs> I mean he's still he's still valuable in the same way that any any direct handcuff is valuable yeah but that's, he's that's valuable to the Lacey order. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's no more or less valuable than Javorius, yeah. uh, Buck Allen there. In, in, uh, and obviously Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks. Oh, ever. man. It's amazing what he's been you doing know, with like, this dog shit situation. He, he, exactly. He, his receiver core has been just like a rotating rans- pass. Uh, yeah, yeah, ransacked, and yeah. he's sp- he's spreading it around. Still. Yeah, he's yeah. still spreading it around. He hasn't had a know? good. He hasn't had a talented tight end there since. since they haven't fucking lost a game. Yeah, you know he hasn't had a tight end with any talent since Jermichael Finley broke his his spine there, and, and uh, even Finley was inconsistent. But like he's he's using shitty. T- he looks like Russell Wilson. It's way better. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. He's doing that same thing where like just like spreading the ball all over the offense to anyone who will take it and make and do. You know, yeah. passes to John Kuhn, passes. To the shitty tight ends. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, so we we're basically saying like R- Rogers and Lacey are the two guys that I would and Cobb. Yeah. Uh, are decent, great. You know, that's some A one investment, right? Yeah, there. yeah. Those are all guys. You those, want. Are, those are the guys you want because Green Bay is not about to start losing. Everybody's getting healthy again. Devonte Adams is coming back into it. You don't know what he's going to provide, other than you know he's going to provide another talented target on the yeah. field to help Cobb get more open, to help the whole offense just be more flowy. So if you have the the pillars, the cornerstones mm-hmm. of that offense, you never sell. You never sell in Green Bay right now. You know what I like about Green Bay even more this year than I did last year, which is weird because everything is such a shambles there, but. Because it's a bit of a shambles in Green Bay, and because uh, the team that we're going to talk about next, the Minnesota Vikings, are suddenly mm. surging and, and looking, you know, competent, there's actual <laughs> threat to the to the Packers in that division. Like, it's not serious. Come on. We all no, know who's going to win the yeah. division. But from a team's internal mentality, the coaches are going to be telling these guys, push, push, push. we got to win this division. we got to, you know, cinch up our, our bye week, whatever. Yeah. And they're going to be, uh, they're not going to be benching guys in week 16 like they used to do, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where Rod, there was always a risk at the end of the season. You were worried that Rodgers was going to sit. There's no risk of that, I don't think, this year. Unless, unless like, Minnesota completely implodes and no longer becomes a threat. Well, it's, there. there's a team, well, we might as well go there, four and two, Minnesota Vikings. Um, th- there's a team that, Basically, like, looked like horseshit at the start of the year. Kind of has come around. But if you look at the team, you're like, how are they 
holding on? Yeah. Like, is it the matchups? Is it so? It's scary. Like they might, if their offensive line gets healthy again, they might be able to pound the rock sure. quite a bit. And that's the Stefan Diggs kid is yeah, he's really playing good. for his life. Yeah. Kyle excited. Rudolph continues to be an adequate pass catcher. Yeah, uh, and Teddy Bridgewater sometimes gets the ball off yeah. while he's panicking. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and and you know the the defense there is good too. That's the other thing about that team that their defense is is pretty solid, and so that's putting them in, in contention in a lot of these games where that Bridgewater's not being asked to do much. Um, but you're right, the offensive line there is a real concern. I mean, Matt Khalil is. Garbage. Yeah. Uh, my, the reason I won money last year in our league with IDP is I realized Matt Khalil was so bad that if I simply picked up whichever defensive end was going to be matched up against him <laughs> yeah. every week, I would get thirty points. Yeah. And I was I was just picking guys like you know whomever like Jerry yeah. Hughes one week and he gave me like forty seven points because he yeah. sacked the guy like twelve times. It was yeah. just an absurd. So. Basically, what I'm saying is, if you play IDP, follow Matt Khalil's career closely because it's really just the, the money shot. Yeah, because sometimes, well, I mean, if you if you're playing IDP correctly, in my opinion, you're you're it's very matchup based. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. totally matchup based. And, and, but it's on, all a, about, on a smaller a level lot. than normal because it's really one player versus one player. Yeah, you know is. where they line up. You yeah. know who the competition. Unless going you're to be. playing JJ Watt, then it's two players against. One yeah, player, well, you know. fuck. I wonder how long until Romeo Cornell gets fired. It's not like he doesn't score ten points every week, though. Uh, you know, like yeah. Um, uh, next, we have the Bears. I mean, what, like, what do you want to say about what do you yeah. want to say about the Vikings? To Adrian Peterson's back. He, he looks great. He has a shit, dog shit team in front of him, and yet he still gets a hundred yards, like yeah. almost every week. So. I think he's starting to get nuked he's, up a little bit more often oh, than he fuck, used to because of his he's age. Old, yeah, and he's, he's, he's you know this the, theory that he was a, a year off from football. Well, is gonna make I think him we've healthier. seen the year off. Like, yeah. I think it's true. I think the year off does help you. Yeah. It does help you when you're fresh and you're coming into it. He had a hard time getting down with the offense, but the rest got him going at yeah. the start of the year. Now it's the difficult part. Yeah, now now it's we're more, over now halfway the season, and yeah. he's like, "Shit, I wasn't playing football last year, and yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to get back." Like, it, it hurts. Man. It hurts. Yeah, it, and so he's, he's trying to recover from injuries, and he's thirty years old. And let me tell you, as someone who's over thirty, it's it makes a huge difference. You just start. Everything hurts longer. Everything just takes a little bit longer to heal up. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting hit by human missiles, you know, Definitely. 30 times a game. We put Kyle Rudolph in the T1 category, and if you're in a keeper league, or even if you're not, Stefan Diggs is, oh, is exciting to Yeah, yeah, Stefan Diggs is the guy this year. He's the he's the Kelvin Benjamin of, or, or, or Odell Beckham of this year. Um, really incredible um, route runner, runs really crisp routes, uh, has really good sense of timing, uh, seems to have really good chemistry with with Bridgewater. So all in on him. For sure. Um, what are we at? We're at the Chicago Bears. Chicago What's their Bears. record? Two and four. The opposite of the Vikings. Yeah, uh, a real bad team. Yeah. Um, but a real bad team that I feel is coming around to be a real moderate team. Like, I, th- I, th- yeah. I think that they're not going to be as bad as they first started. I think that their defense... Isn't going to get any better. Pernell McPhee is balling out, and that's saving them. Yeah. He's, he's he's like really single-handedly holding that team together, kind of like Keekley was doing the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he in um, uh, in Jacksonville. Um, I just 
you know that that defense is not. It's like it's like Indies, Indianapolis's defense. It's just bad and and but like not superbly bad. Yeah, it's yeah. Like not when you target really. Yeah. But it's also eh, you know. Well, I think I think that guys. their offense is going to get the wheels going in motion a yeah. little better now that Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey yeah. is healthy. So is uh, Eddie Royal. Mm-hmm. Marcus Wilson filled in decently. He's a good number three wide receiver. I think that they they've decided that they yeah, like him. That, so now they have like a their solid core is mm-hmm. healthy. They're ready, and Jay Cutler. That's the kind of quarterback who is really good at sucking and then getting his shit back together. And yeah, I think he'll get his shit back. together. If you give again. Cutler weapons and and don't and and like scheme to his strengths, mm-hmm. he's fine. He's fine. You yeah, know, he can perform. You know, reasonably. He's like Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's not worth the money he's getting paid right now. But he's yeah. Trust me, there he's are a worse quarterback that should be on your waivers. That are, is something to watch. Yeah, yeah. And and from a fantasy perspective, uh, Chicago is all about two guys. Because Martellus Bennett has disappeared, and yeah. if he's your TE one, I'm sorry. Yeah, try to get out of that situation. Uh, see if the guy who who acquired Gary Barnage had, now has two guys. Or something, no you know? shit, right? Um, but who would have who would have saw Gary that? Gary Barnage. Yeah, let's get to that in a moment. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so Martellus Bennett, I think, is gone. It's it's strictly Alshon Jeffrey and Matt Forte now like, yeah. on that team. If you own one of those two guys, you should be excited. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey. Came back from a severe hamstring injury last week. Hadn't played in like four weeks, and, oh, and went the fuck yeah, off. He did what he wanted to. Yeah, exactly. And that's how that's the kind of guy he is. He's like Des Bryant or Julio Jones. He does what he wants to do. Yeah. He says, "Not my ball." Boom, yeah. Catches it. And that's it. You're just like, okay. Yeah. Let's play. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The cornerback <laughs> just goes. Oh. Looks like Charlie Brown coming walking home. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you own Alshon Jeffrey, you can start him every week with confidence from now on. Uh, and if you if you picked him up at a discount because he was his, his owner was panicking about the injury, yeah. you should feel really good. He's a he's a, a WR one for the rest of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, Matt Forte. Um, he's going to continue being himself. Yeah, he's, I mean, a, he's a very. Um, like uh, multi-talented weapon in exactly. the offense that will be used no matter what's happening. If no they're matter, down, he exactly. catches passes. Yeah. If they're up, he cl- kills the clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he does it. He does it all. He's one of the the, the last remaining you know bell cows yeah. in the league, and, yeah. and those guys are disappearing one at a time to favor this uh, committee situation, which is healthier for guys because, like, basically the defense has gotten so good in the league. Like, talent has improved everywhere in the league, but over the last few years, I think it's more even. Like, there's fo- yeah. there's focus on the whole game now, from the from the young ones to the old ones, and it's serious, and now I think, like, the defense hits harder than it ever has. Yeah. And, and if you're running back trying to do all the work yourself, like... It's a it's, it's, it's a lot to do the human body. You know, I think that uh, you're onto something there. I think that um, well, for many I'm years, saying, like guys like Forte and guys like Lacey and yeah. guys like Peterson and guys like Jamal Charles, uh, they're all you know like rare, rare, rare and yeah. hugely valuable now because yeah. it's Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell, Devonta Freeman. That's pretty much exactly. the list. That's, that's the list. The, and there's a lot more teams in that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that you're onto something. Uh, I think the defenses. Um, there was a couple of years there where it was like the the era of the quarterback, and uh, you know that they changed the rules for pass interference. They changed the rules for what constituted roughing the passer um, to protect quarterbacks to to sort of make the game more exciting. People score more points, and there was a lot of 
years there where quarterbacks were all throwing for 5,000 yards, like every year, you know, there was like four or five guys a year who, was, who, were, who were threatening to do that. Um, and everyone thought that this, this was the death of defense. I think what happened was the schemes changed. You know, the coaches yeah. figured out how to, how to, how to confront some they of these problems. Better. They got better. And then the players are just better, stronger, well, faster. Well, yeah, you give, a, you give a guy who loves to play defensive football a scheme that works better, yeah. he's going to get better. Yeah. With well, look it, at Miami, know? right? Look what just happened with Miami. Yeah. It's exactly what they, the, the scheme before was stupid, yeah. and now the scheme is good, and, and suddenly and the, the same guys are yeah. murdering people yeah. like it's nothing. Exactly. I think that's exactly what happened with NFL defenses, and I think that's why you're seeing these running back committees, because, like you said, these guys are getting murdered at yeah. the line of scrimmage, it's, right? Like, some of the, the tackles stops. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why we love football, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's why we love it, but it's changing the face of fantasy. It is. It, it, Guys are getting injured more and more and, and needing rest and, and needing to split carries, and, and people are becoming more specialized. You know, like the big, yeah. powerful bruisers are only the short yardage specialists, and you have separate passing down backs yeah. because they're lighter and more agile because they don't get hit so hard. It's really becoming an interesting kind of specialized uh, phenomenon that, that running backs are, are very rarely asked to do it all anymore, mm-hmm. uh, even the really good ones. You know, even even uh, the Adrian Petersons, uh, yeah, Asiata comes down. And on, and comes downs, in yeah. and c- comes in on like seconds. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah. Like gives him a whole rest. You know, like it's smarter. It's healthier. Yay! Yeah. But at the same time, it means that if you, have, that, you don't have Le'Veon Bell or Devonta Freeman on yeah. your team, you're puckered up every yeah, week because exactly. oh fuck, is, is this going to be a Deion Lewis week? Oh, yeah. You know, you don't know, right? Yeah. Like you don't know if you're going to get Charkandrick West yeah. or if Andy Reid's suddenly going to bring Niall Davis out of storage, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, I, I think that um, it. Right now, if you're in a situation where you don't have one of those bell cow running backs and it's impossible to acquire one, which is not surprising, uh, my suggestion is to just play upside. Right, like go with Dion Lewis because because if he does go off, he'll get you twenty points. Yeah, exactly. You know that's all you can do nowadays. Uh, hope for the best. Play the matchups. Basically, like WR ones, mm-hmm. WR twos, like mm-hmm. they're big pieces of the offense because. They are out there every yeah. fucking play, every snap, and, and they don't get hurt as much. And there's a the a really terrible team that we're going to talk about right now mm-hmm. called the Detroit Lions, oh. who, who haven't had their bye yet mm-hmm. and have lost almost all of their games yeah. except for a nail biter like longest game I've seen in the NFL in the regular minutes? season in a while against the bad team we just finished talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, but um. You know Calvin Johnson. Yeah, he's he's fantasy relevant and always will be. He proved he proved why it's stupid to doubt guys like that. Yeah, you know, like exactly. The, the same people who doubted Alshon Jeffrey. You know, oh, is he going to? Well, I'll trade him because he hasn't done anything. Bad teams score touchdowns, man. Everyone scores touchdowns. Yeah. You need someone to throw to, and if if there's a guy on your team who's so good that any idiot could arm punt it to him and he would catch it, then by God, an NFL level quarterback like Matt Stafford will get him the ball. Exactly. You know, like Alshon Jeffrey. Has produced with garbage in his career. Yeah, you know Calvin Johnson uh, always catches the ball, even when he's triple covered. You don't need to worry about these guys. Just mm. keep starting them, acquire them if they're being sold. You know, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm a little less excited about Golden Tate, to be honest. Yeah, he's sort of like. Well, I mean, he's regressing. That's the thing about we say bad teams score touchdowns, but when you're in a bad team, 
generally your touchdowns are scored by the same guy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Or and two so, guys, maybe. Or, yeah, or, one yeah. or two guys, and yeah. and right now that's Calvin Johnson and like Amir Abdullah, I guess. Amir Abdullah, or whoever yeah. happens to catch the ball. And yeah, whoever's the running back that week, which is another issue in Detroit. Yeah, they're, they're a so as it's well. A, it's a hard team to invest in, right? Yeah, now. yeah. I mean, Joy Bell is is like just. Sitting in the room, creeping everyone out. You know, like he's not actually doing anything. Yeah. But he just makes everyone uneasy because yeah. maybe he'll come back and steal a touchdown. And then Theo Reddick appears to be the only guy on the team who's not uh, useless or a fumbler. Well, so. Eric Ebron's finally coming into his own a little bit. Oh, as a tight end, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but I mean, yeah. So he's he's you know he's on the TE two radar. I mean, yeah. If he's got a soft matchup, I'd absolutely play him. You mm-hmm. know, if he's if he's up against Oakland or whomever. Uh, on a given week, sure, give him a shot because uh, Matt Stafford doesn't doesn't like to uh, throw into tight coverage if he can avoid it. So you know he'll probably, you know, if, if Eric Ebron's standing in the middle of the field completely alone, waving his arms back and forth, he's going to get the ball. So look for those weeks. Look for him. Uh, I guess we should move on to the NFC South, which will be this. Uh, yeah, last four teams we talk about this week, but we have another six and zero team to start off with. Yeah. And this is the Carolina fucking Panthers. I know, and and like, uh, what the Rodney Dangerfield of the league gets yeah. no respect. Yeah, seriously, like I, I actually feel like I didn't know they were six and zero until mm-hmm. just right now. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I mean, it's Cam like, Newton. Cam Newton's just just picked yeah, that team up. He and he's pretty much it. is the man. Yeah, he's carrying that whole fucking team. Yeah, I mean, Devin Funchess hasn't done anything yet this no, season. No, he got he, one touchdown finally. Yeah, right? Yeah. Isn't isn't that what? Happened? No, last week he had like twenty yards. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it was you know he's he's uh, he, I don't think he's hit the Cody Latimer level of bust yet, where you're yeah. like, oh, he's never going to do anything at this point. But um, he's certainly it's concerning, you know, that he hasn't even with nobody healthy on that team right now. Like he's losing touch, he's losing targets to fucking Ted Ginn Jr. Yeah, Ted Ginn Jr. Ted has Ginn like Jr. slight relevancy in the fantasy world, and like it makes me nauseous. That, just to well, hear you that's say Cam that. Newton right there. Yeah, it, well, exactly. That's that's the bottom and then line. Jonathan Stewart looks mm-hmm. like a healthy version of himself. You yeah, know? which like, is what he was he, supposed to be yeah, this year. So he's can, finally doing what you predicted he was going to yeah, do, which isn't a ton. But it's you know it's Cam it's you know high end RB two yeah low exactly. end RB one stuff exactly you know? I mean I, every week too yeah Cam Newton scares defenses so it's hard to cover uh, Jonathan Stewart and and uh, he's a good runner even when that's not the case so absolutely. except like some weeks Cam Newton's doing all the running and you yeah didn't, I, you know I, you didn't see that coming no but and, at the same time he does a front flip and scores a touchdown and you're like oh well that was, pretty, right, that right. was pretty cool all right that was Cam, pretty cool fair enough <laughs> yeah I think uh, uh, the upside in in Carolina because of the the dearth of wide receivers is uh, is Greg. Olson. So if you own Greg Olson, you're no, obviously. having a great season. Yeah. He's, um, he's the man to own it there. Yeah. Cam Newton, obviously, yeah. is also great to own because, I mean, we've talked about it before many times, but the best quarterback in the league is great, but he's not worth it until the fourth round of a draft because yeah. the spread of quarterbacks over the year playing matchups, whatever, yeah. you know, it's your points, they don't vary that much. So having Cam Newton is great because he's one of the top tier guys, but he's also exciting. No, like QBs, fun, it's fun to own the guy you're excited to watch. Yeah, and he was available late, right? Like you didn't. Why, yeah. why would you have reached for Aaron Rodgers when you could have gotten Cam Newton five rounds later? Exactly, what, exactly. And that him. that happens every year. Yeah, every single year. So you know, people who burn themselves on Peyton Manning, like yeah, <laughs> I just laugh at you. Like yeah, there, was, there was so much depth there this year. You know, you could have had uh, a. There's so 
many quarterbacks. Blake Bortles, uh, yeah, uh, Tyrod he's, he's Taylor, all these guys who came out of nowhere. And, yeah. and, you know, obviously Taylor's been injured he, the last couple of weeks, but when he but, comes back, but when he was gonna, playing, yeah. he was playing great, right? Yeah. When he had his receivers out there, he put up points. So, yeah. and uh, I, you know, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but like com- comparing his numbers, his best week. On his best week, I'd like to see what everybody else got. Oh, he was week, he was like I mean? QB three or four. Exactly, he exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, so, something to think about in, in Carolina, if you're in a dynasty league, um, what I'm seeing from Cam Newton makes me really want to own Calvin Calvin Benjamin. Benjamin so for sure. if, if, if someone's stashing Calvin Benjamin on IR in your league uh, and he's hurting at a given position and you can afford to, or if your season's already shot, get that guy on your team. Because when he comes back next year and he's healthy, he's got the rapport with Cam Newton. They clearly miss him. He's going to go right back to being the number one wide receiver. And, uh, you know, Cam Newton could clearly get any idiot the ball. So even though, you know, Benjamin is known for having kind of the drops, I don't think it'll matter with the way Cam Newton can play the football. Well, yeah, plus, like, he's dying for a target. Yeah, well, exactly. He's dying for it. Yeah, something tall that can catch a goddamn touchdown. Yeah, whether he drops it once or twice doesn't matter at this point. Not, not white season, Greg. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, next, we have the Atlanta Falcons at 6-1. Uh, and one. The Devonta Freeman's show starring <laughs> well, Julio hey, Jones. Man, I think yeah. this is a team with so many weapons that, I mean, of course... Even Matt have, Ryan can't fuck course. this up. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that is exactly it. It's like, what, even, basically, like, that, Matt Ryan's playing like garbage this year, but that team is so good yeah, they, that they're just, uh, like an idiot could win with that team. Yeah, yeah I mean, you've got... Three strong receivers led by Julio Jones. Yeah. So you can't double cover Julio unless there's an injury. Like, you can't do it. Yeah, yeah, because Anchorson will burn. As long as Matt Ryan can move his head fast enough, there'll be some guy open. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah. So that offensive line is is paving super highways for the running back. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I don't even, it doesn't even matter. Like I don't know. We've mentioned this before during the show, but like if Freeman goes down, Tevin Coleman is gonna oh, have instantly. a goddamn heyday. Like, I, I've been trying to get the uh, Tevin Coleman owner to give me him in exchange for my handcuff, which is Buck Allen, who I think is just as good of a handcuff for someone who owns Forset. Mm-hmm. And he keeps, like, I guess, maybe he's hoping for that Good day, day sir. But yeah, I, guess, I said oh, good day, what sir. What an idiot. I'm it's, doing that for him. I just... <laughs> to peer into his mind, man. Yeah. Hey, man, day. I... I can't... I can't fully disagree with him saying no to that. Like, look at the look at this. I prefer this. to own my own handcuff, not because because what you're what you're going to say is if Devonta Freeman gets yeah, but shot, you, I know and it's, it's an instant. It's, it's, it's not about that. For, no, no, because it's about it, it, for me handcuffing is is only good when it's a clear relationship like this. Yeah, and. It's they not, both have clear relationships. It's not about the guy, the number one guy. It's not about the Justin, the the Forsett or the or the Freeman yeah. completely being injured and being immediately replaced. It's about those weeks when so and so has tweaked his ankle in practice, and you don't know who's going to start on Sunday until yeah. the last fucking second. And it's and an you have game. the option. Then you have the handcuff. Yeah. It's just a one to one swap, right? Yeah. That's why you handcuff. It's not about like oh, if Devonta Freeman gets killed, then Tevin Coleman instantly comes back. Well, yeah, that's part of the value, sure. Yeah. But it's yeah. much more about being able to set your goddamn last minute lineups, which yeah. is important, Taco. <laughs> uh, Do you hear us? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think you know how to work a podcast, sir. Oh, um, after the Falcons in this division, it just drops down. Well, so we're basically saying like Julio Jones, Roddy White, Hankerson, they all have fantasy relevance, not so much Roddy White, yeah. but he's out there. He's healthier. He's being part of the fucking offense, you know. Like yeah. he's, but 
I if mean, can, obviously, got to own Julio Jones yeah, on I mean, that team. Devonta Freeman on that team. If you have either of those guys, you get a gold mine. Yeah, if you're fishing around for a number three wide receiver, um, then Hankerson for sure. Yeah, yeah he's he's. I take him over. Yeah, he can, he, he'll have big weeks. He'll be a boomer bust guy for you, but he'll have big weeks where where Julio when when the weeks when Julio does get double covered, Hankerson's going to go off, right? So mm. that's what you want to see. New Orleans. Ah, see, oh, it starts Jesus. to drop off here, and like. It doesn't drop off. New Orleans is a is a four alarm tire fire. Well, uh, I have a feeling that they just it's a sen- it's a very sentimental team, and by mm-hmm. by that I mean you got a lot of age on your team. The youth there there's some young guys yeah. coming up, but like those guys aren't playing very well. They aren't playing very well, and the rest of the the guys who whose back it's resting on are just too old. Man. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you, no, old. you're right. I think sentimental <laughs> is a good word for that team because I mean, there's that whole like the Superdome after Hurricane Katrina mm-hmm. and winning the Super Bowl and all this history they have together. And now you're right. It's like they're sunsetting, and no one wants to admit it. Yeah, so like Sean Payton, exactly isn't really because trying. everybody loves the Saints because of who they are now. Yeah, yeah. but it, they're not like Packers fans who are. Like give ball, kill man, yeah, win yeah. game. Yeah, you know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, they're, they're happy to play trombones in the stands and shit, right? Yeah, um, they they. I, I think that that they w- love their Drew Brees. Well, the coach. The I mean, coach he's a wonderful man. Yeah, no, he is. The, co- <laughs> the coach isn't doing anything right now to to adjust for what's going yeah. on there. So, you know that that to me says that they're kind of just phoning it in. And at this point, it's a team. Uh, they're probably hoping for a high draft pick. You know, they might even draft a quarterback. Frankly, mm-hmm. uh, I think Brees is close to the end of his career. He's so, still throwing the ball though, so like yeah. let's, if we go to fantasy perspective, Breeze is always going to throw the ball as long yeah. as he's out there. He'll be throwing the ball. Yeah, um, they, they were supposed to run the ball more this year, and I think they—they, they, I mean, they definitely are, but it's still not as much as they said they were because mm-hmm. Breeze still prefers to throw the ball. I, I just say, like New Orleans for like a DFS. Yeah, players, yeah, you know, or for like Mark Ingram. If you own Mark Ingram, he's a great low end RB one. Yeah. You know, he's going every week. He's going to be involved. He's going to get the majority of touches. He's going to go off this week. They don't seem to really. Yeah, oh yeah, he'll have a huge week against Atlanta. Week, yeah. Oh man, that'll be that'll be a massacre. Um, but you know, they don't seem to. Really... I thought they were playing. Are they playing New York? Oh, excuse me, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And well, New York's got an even worse run defense. Frankly, did you see? What yeah, Darren no, McFadden that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Come like on. everybody's all excited about Darren McFadden, but let's not count the. No, chips no, no, they no. I, I think it's too early to say that Darren McFadden is the guy to own in Dallas. But we'll get there that won't in a be second. a guy to own to Dallas unless. They actually start giving Christy Michael the ball. <laughs> but uh, I agree. Oh, we're not going to get to that because Dallas is next next episode, my friend. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll be excited to talk about them when we get there. There's a lot going on. Dallas. I am excited to talk about the next team, but like, really, what are we saying? Drew Brees is another quarterback that you should be playing on matchups. Yep. I, I, I'm going to stick to my theory that quarterback is a position, and we're talking about our league, one quarterback leagues, two quarterback leagues are shit. Uh, one is <laughs> Single quarterback league, you should play matchups. These guys yeah. should be rolling around on the waivers all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, you know, Drew Brees is a fine choice when he's playing a shitty pass defense. Absolutely. Um, uh, but otherwise, Willie no Sneed is having the best year of his career. It's yeah. never going to get better for him. It's yeah. probably going to get worse. You know, yeah. quickly. Uh, but. You know, he's fun to watch and shit happens. And then Mark Ingram is the man to watch. And then Benjamin Watson's, you know, he's a 
matchup based tight end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he's exactly. not he's not Gary Barnage, which was what people thought that Watson was when he had that breakout game. People were thinking, oh, you know, it's finally his time. No, it's not. He's not very good. Uh, and then Brandon Cook sucks. So uh, and Coleman, the, both Brandons are terrible this year. Yeah. So that's I think part of the problem. I, maybe maybe Drew Brees doesn't look so old if he's got a good wide receiver because Marquise Colson is not that guy anymore. He hasn't no, been for some time. Yeah. So they, he, he's the kind of guy who's gonna like who's happy that he has a contract yeah. there to finish his yeah, career yeah, yeah. where he loves to be. And they gave up on Kenny Stills, you know. So like I think that. Um, if they drafted a really good number one wide receiver next year, Drew Brees might have a renaissance. So, you know, if I owned him in a dynasty format or a keeper format, I would be holding tight and hoping that days get better. But, um, yeah, I, you know, this year I don't, I don't like anyone on the Saints except for Mark Ingram in, in a weekly format. Last but, you know, I, I would say not least in this, like, there's a chance that things might change for them. Uh, yeah, the there's Tampa, talent there. There's talent there. Yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like, They've had some injuries. I just think they've got a bad system. I think yeah. that like that's a place where the management and the way that the communication it's just it's rough over there for some reason that the what they want to do with the ball as a team and what the players can and want to do with the ball as a team it all just doesn't match quite right. they yeah. have to they're a team that's figuring out how to you know they're twisting the Rubik's yeah. cube and, and every once yeah. in a while they get a side complete yeah. but you know you have to break that side up yeah, to try yeah, yeah. and complete the next side yeah. you know what I mean like so it's a constant shuffle well, and, and coach- you've got Jameis Winston who's like got Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, uh, you know, riding his nuts, riding every his game. nuts yeah. every game, and he just got here. Yeah, so it's a lot of pressure for a guy, you yeah. know. So, do I want to invest in the team? Not particularly. I'll I, take me some Safarian Jenkins. Yeah, I think with, with when Vincent he, Jackson I think injury. when he comes back, yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, I think uh, I, he's not back yet. So Mike Evans is still very good at football. He's a great. I think he's great. Uh, keeper yeah. stuff. Uh, is he going to have good weeks? Yes. Yeah, is he going to be? Weeks, yeah. yeah. Is he going to be consistent? Yeah. No. Yeah. So give you some of those Odell Beckham weeks that we've had this year. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's it's hot out there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I, I will say that. Um, uh, I'm not going to get too excited about Tampa Bay as long as Lovey Smith is the coach. I mean, yeah, well, I line, think that's what we've seen. I mean, like he's a retread from a bad Chicago team. Mm-hmm. You know, like ooh, that whole sentence made me throw up in my mouth. I think that they're they should be all Tampa Bay should be counting their lucky stars. They got Doug Martin and Charles Sims on that. Yeah, team. yeah, Doug Martin has proven that they were that they were stupid to doubt him. Yeah, 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 and he's fucking muscle hamster is getting her done. Yeah, and then Charles Sims is only gotten better. Yeah, his hands are softer. He's you know he make he's making yards after the catches. Well, the, the scouting report on him was that he was a, a poor man's Matt Forte. Yeah, uh, and and he's showing it. Yeah, he, he's showing like he's dynamic. Yeah. he's got a lot of. A a lot of different talents, and when Doug Martin needs a rest or they need a certain look in there, like he gets the job. Yeah, out. yeah, and I mean, if if if, if Doug Martin went down, uh, I think Sims would see a lot of snaps mm-hmm. and and would be so he's one of those guys who's a good flex slash handcuff. Yeah, like what I thought Gio Bernard was going to be before he kind of took over in, yeah. in Cincy, where. Yeah, like if you need him in a pinch as an RB two, then you can use him that week. Yeah. Um, but you're hoping also that the guy, the other guy, gets injured because he could quickly fill in that way, the way Denard Robinson did when Gerhardt went down mm. uh, last year. 
Uh, so basically, the Buccaneers, uh, yeah, if you own Doug Martin or Charles Sims, you know, it's exciting. Yeah. I would love to own both. So, uh, uh, Mike Evans is, a, is an adequate WR2. Yeah, um, if you play him uh, on matchups, yeah. if you have a, a deeper bench and you can sit him down there. Uh, Every once know. in a while, that would definitely be good. Uh, and then, um, yeah, Safarian Jenkins is a, is a long-term project keeper or... Um, you know, if you're tight end, so situation. is Winston. But I'm, but uh, like we talked about last episode, um, the league fans, everybody, have not given quarterbacks the adequate amount yeah. of time they need to yeah. figure out and run a team properly. And now he's come into a team as a rookie, as the number one pick, with all this pressure, and the team's bad. Yeah. So. He's got everything going against him. It'll take five years, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not a guy you're gonna. He's want not to on be. that same trajectory yeah. that like Tyrod or Marcus Mariota are on. Where yeah, you can see like. Well, he might, gonna... he will be in two years. Yeah, but that's what I mean is that they're, Maybe all, they're already. Year. Yeah, like if they... it's if the rumors are true and he's the number one pick for a reason, next year keep an eye on him. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, so that's it for the uh, the, the episode really seven bad NFC South and, yeah. and uh, this North, adequate North and South. Yeah, yeah, and this adequate. Well, podcast. we got the Panthers <laughs> and the Packers to, that Two are good teams. that are yeah. exciting out of that. You know, those are the guys. Who, but Packers are the only guys who have more than one dude I would invest in, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I mean, it, it, Carolina, you want to invest in that defense. It's so funny how how teams win games, right? Yeah, you know, it like, really is. It, it, and and sometimes it's it, and there's almost an example of it, every one of them out there. Like you've got Cam Newton winning games mm-hmm. single handedly. You've got Aaron Rodgers spreading a, the ball around to a bunch of offense that and everybody's sort of doing their part there but Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is running a hell of a team. You got Denver where like you the know, defense is carrying them. Yeah, yeah, the defense carries them. Uh, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick the dual threat rushing quarterback. Yeah. Well, I don't know how that happened, yeah, but you know, he's going to ball out now apparently. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty wild. Pretty good times. All uh, right, so uh, join us uh, probably tomorrow or the day yeah. after sometime soon for uh, episode 2 where we're going to discuss uh, the NFC West where, where my Seahawks live and yeah. the NFC East where I don't know some Thank you. Bye.